For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what is up, Jaybird watching fans? Welcome to the official Blue Jays pregame show, at least for this week. Uh, recording a little bit earlier because we have an extra hour to play with with the Blue Jays in the central time zone. First pitch is not until 8.10, so we will start the show early and we will get it done so we can go off and watch Blue Jays baseball. But there is some stuff to talk about between now and then before we get into the agenda. Adam Corsair, Craig Borden, how are you guys doing? What's up, man? Good man, you having fun yet? No, yeah. Oh, yeah, having a great time, especially with some of this uh, border announcements uh, today and uh, yesterday. So, yeah. if people have missed it, um, I believe starting in July, uh, Canadians who are fully vaccinated do not need to have a 14-day quarantine when they come back to Canada anymore. And sec- uh, Canada also confirmed seven million doses of Moderna being delivered in June. And so second doses for people are looking like they will be pushed up a little bit. So, gentlemen, I don't know. I might be able to cross into your neck of the woods sooner befo- uh, sooner rather than later. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, shit. Well, I told you we got to hurry up and meet up in Buffalo. I'll turn in a bunch of hotel points and we'll have a we'll have an old fashioned drinking and ball game weekend. And Adam, there's still uh, money in the, uh, the slush fund. You can hurry up and get your ass down here, too. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> if that could happen, that does sound like a very good, uh, very good weekend. Just Craig, hopefully you won't be as hurt and as bad as you were the morning that uh, that we went out in the big bad buff. <laughs> yeah. That was a combination of oh my god, we drank way too many different kinds of beers, and it was hot yes. as shit. <laughs> yeah, it was the middle of August, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, we won't go down that path. I think people get the picture. Uh, but yes, the Blue Jays are still playing their games in Buffalo. Uh, and they just finished a three-game series to end the homestand against the Houston Astros uh, over the weekend. Craig, let's start with you. Uh, the Blue Jays won one of the three games on the Saturday uh, when they won Ross Stripling's start. Part of my logic for making him my pick to click was, you know what, <laughs> goes out and gets the win, and he pitches okay. Maybe he will do more than your guys' offensive pick. So we'll there have to is. evaluate that at the end of the show. <laughs> but that being said, 
Uh, was there anything that really stood out to you, Craig? Um, maybe it's reused blow up on Friday, which was the most amount of runs he's given up in a start in his Blue Jays tenure. Not that it's anything to worry about moving forward, really. Uh, was it Vlad cementing the win on Saturday? It just felt like a series that didn't have too many highs. And you know what? A blowout loss like that, I wouldn't call it a crazy low. Uh, but wasn't too many highs, too many lows. It's just a series that they didn't play overly well in. I don't know if there's anything that stood out to you there. I, I think it was just like, did they let the air out of the tires or something? They, it seemed like they had the momentum going into that series, and it just seemed like it kind of took a skip beat, you know? Maybe I maybe it was the the Ryu start that like kind of like you know threw them off a little bit or whatever, but it just didn't seem like they were firing on all cylinders like they were the week before offensively, especially. You know, it was one thing that they put up the what was the one the one day they put up the crooked number, and then the rest of it was kind of yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, it's amazing what happens to this team when the offense doesn't completely click and gives them a chance to stay in ball games because we saw what happens when the pitching doesn't do quite just enough and then you know they just can't stay in the ball game enough to keep going but they could have done a lot better in that series and it was disappointing to see them do what they ended up coming out of that adam um i don't want to be the downer of the group but uh you know watching that series uh made me realize that um first of all for all the the hate and uh, all the vitriol that the Astros get, and you know, deservedly so for you know, their their cheating. their cheating antics. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna hide from it. Um, they're legit, and they're proving it. And I think they have uh, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and something to prove when it comes to being legitimate contenders without the cheating, or maybe a different form of cheating. I don't know, <laughs> but um, I I. I Got to tip my cap to uh, the Astros there because they they performed rather well. It was pretty impressive. Um, that being said, what I did evaluate from the Blue Jays, and I know they took a game, but what I did evaluate from the Blue Jays from not just that game, but last night's game against the White Sox, which I'm sure we'll touch on briefly, but um, I'm not sold completely. And, you know, I'm going to duck out of the way. I'm not sold completely that this team is – playoff caliber quite yet um there were some a lot of mental errors that you don't want to see a a team that's you know in contention and the al east make um some boneheaded plays some uh miscommunications i'll say great chuck um (laughs) just some things that I, i i thought i'm not completely sold in I think we're resting our laurels on the fact that George Springer is coming back, but I don't know that George Springer alone is going to be the, the, the key to help this team become playoff contenders. And if we're relying on that, I think that's a huge issue. Same thing with like a Thomas Hatch or even a Nate Pearson. Um, if we're relying on those types of ingredients to help this team, I think we're in trouble. So uh, what I've walked away with, that there's still a lot of growing t- to be done with this team and uh i'm i'm sure I, I speak for all of us that i was i was disappointed even in spite of that one win yeah i uh and i want to stick with you on a comment that you made there because i think it's uh i think it is a good point um yes they are a decent to good team right now they're still above 500 they're still very much in the race for a wild card spot and i know it's what middle of june at this point but yeah. you got to start looking at the standings because we're about a month away from the trade deadline and they're going to have a decision to make do we add 
and sell off some more assets from the farm? Um, or do we just stand pat and hope we get in from what we have and guys coming back from injury? Kind of like that old famous Alex Anthopoulos saying, oh, we're getting this guy back from injury. It's like a big trade deadline acquisition. No, uh, there will need to be some hard decisions to be made. But Adam, do you, do you attribute some of your feelings maybe towards how injured this bullpen is right now? Because this bullpen is not strong right now at all. Um, Chatwood has been terrible the last few weeks. Um, if it's not anybody outside of Dolis or Romano at this point, um, it, it's hard to trust the rest of the guys down there right now, which sucks because some of them had really good spurts a couple of months ago, like Piams and Castro and other guys. Um, is, is that the biggest worry of yours so far or uh, where the team is right now moving forward? I think those worries and that narrative is uh, especially exasperated by the fact that, you know, uh, Robbie Ray pitches a 13 strikeout game and the bullpen blows it. And I think anytime you want to see that, I think, what was it, five runs in the eighth inning, eighth Mm -hmm. innings last night? Um, Anytime you see that, you're going to have your concerns and those concerns are going to be very loud. Um, Do I think that bullpens ebb and flows and have peaks and valleys throughout the season? Yes, I do. I don't think going out and spending an exorbitant amount of money on bullpen talent is the wisest move. I do think, uh, you know, sort of there are a dime a dozen, but the fact that this bullpen as constructed headed into the season, isn't what we have right now because of injuries, you know, David Phelps is out for the year. Um, these, these arms that we were relying on, uh, Barucky, Barucky, we still don't know what's going on with him. I think he's in the throwing, even not even getting a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is Barucky in a throwing program right now? Is he tossing? I heard he's I heading heard to much on him at all. Okay, so there you go. So like, it, there's there's a lot of vague references when it comes to these pitchers that we sort of need. Um, I don't know. We can't be relying on the Anthony Castro's. We can't be relying on the Piamps, even though Piamps has been okay. Um, we can't be relying on you know Tim Mazes. We can't be relying on these names to get us to a playoff spot. We need solid, dependable bullpen help. So, yes, I do think that the bullpen is the most glaring issue right now. And with the loss against the White Sox the way it was, it's going to be heightened, those anxieties. But my issues lie deeper in um, the starting rotation. I just don't think it's proven enough. And outside of Ryu and I guess now Ray. Ray's been lights out. He's been great. It was a waste of start. Yeah, Yeah, it definitely was. And one of his best ones. Run with the correct. So on that whole fact, we like we've been harping on it for a long time and whatnot here. But the fact that the Blue Jays have two legit starters here is pretty nice. We're getting a complete wild card with Steven Matz. That's fine. Yep. I'm yep. not terribly worried about that. But then what? We don't have anybody after the fact that is now even even able to pick up the 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 off start that Matz has. Who comes out of that bullpen and even runs with anything and eats up innings? Right now, we're 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 seven layers deep in our bullpen depth in our minor league system. There's nobody left in Trenton to pull up anymore for the the now not so buffalo bisons but it's going to get to a point they're going to have to start putting starters and bring up guys like anthony k and whatnot just to be able to fill out those innings and keep them in there and i didn't want to see them be in the bullpen because i think they still have full-on crazy awesome looks to be as pitchers in the starting rotation and the only thing i can hope at the moment right now is that's now, to your point a minute ago, of Ross Stripling has finally maybe made those adjustments to finally take some of the burden off of this bullpen that has been having a rough go 
know of it lately. And to your other point over the weekend, who broke Tyler Chatwood? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Completely off the rails from what we were seeing. He's looking like Chicago Cubs Tyler Chatwood at the moment, not what we Blue Jays fans have had the fortune of seeing from him. And I wonder how much of that was the fact that he all of a sudden has been kind of shoved into a closer's role. And maybe that burden is just something that he can't handle the mindset for, or is it letting too much of the noise of the ball game get in? It's it seems psychological to me because I didn't see a ton of mechanical changes to his point over the weekend here and whatnot to completely be hampering him over going forward. But there is something going on that we need to make sure that this bullpen can get somebody to step up. And I don't know who that person is right now. And I'm sorry to say it ain't the guy who just joined the bullpen in Carl Edwards Jr. I love no. the kid's talent, but <laughs> he's he's just as raw as any of these other guys that I feel like we've been talking about. And I don't know who takes that next step and be able, and is able to do that. Unfortunately, it might take somebody like Nate Pearson just coming up and throwing a wild card, you know, chucking the dart at the, the wall and hoping it sticks right now because right now there's not that quick reinforcement, hence the in-need-of-relief title for tonight's show. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Are we there, though? Are we there? Are we really there right I hope now? Not. Yeah, I, I can't get there right now. Look, I, I understand that this team is exciting, and I'm not trying to put it down, and I don't want fans to think that we don't believe in this team. I do believe in the talent of this team, and I think I speak for both, all three of us, when I say that. But at the same time, how far removed are we from last year? And I understand we don't have George Springer. I understand, like we just said, people got hurt. But right now, we're, the Jays have a record of 30-28. and 28, Okay, They're seven games behind first place. This time last year, last year was a 60-game season. Last year, they finished 32-28. and 28. Okay, There's, so they win two more games. They're they're the in the exact same position that they are last year. Now, obviously, they're going to eclipse that, but sixty games deep, they're pretty much the same team, mm -hmm. right? And I and this is with better competition that they've been facing throughout the first half of the year. I'll give them that. But I don't want to be relying on schedules, man. I don't want to yep. be relying on just one All Star coming back. I'll be a really good player. I Correct. need this front office right now to put up or shut up because if we can't trust the bullpen, which is, I think, what we're all saying right now. If we can't trust the yep. bullpen, I need our starters to go seven, eight innings. We can't risk it. We can't have a one-run lead and throw it to the bullpen. I had no issues with Ray continuing to go. Yeah, he gave up a home run, but that's what he does. He'll yeah. give up a home run. That was the blip on the radar at that point. That's Who it. cares? Just let him keep trucking. Let him go. <laughs> I don't you know, know what his inning saw... count or his pitch count was at that point, but he was oh, cruising. Yeah, cruising. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But we have Granky going a full game against us. Yeah, yeah. When's the last time a Blue Jays player did that? I yeah. I don't even remember the last <laughs> time I touched the eighth inning. To be honest. <laughs> Speaking of throwing a dart at the board. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Insert random um, name here. It might be Josh Towers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, scary uh, yeah, if right. it was that long ago. Um, <laughs> based on what you guys are saying, and, and Adam, to your point about them being not too far off from last year, and the fact that they are missing guys right now. Does it kind of feel to you that maybe some of our feelings could be we are a little too tired of keep on resting on a Springer's about to start a rehab assignment. Biggio started his. Um, we hear rumblings about Julia Merriweather and Ryan Barucki. To me, it feels like the team is one or two pieces away right now, and those one or two pieces are on the injured list. It just kind of feels like I want the gap to be bridged and see the team back 
at a little bit like a little bit more healthy than they currently are because it feels like you know what if you get Chatwood back to his for his self from the first couple months of the year then you have three relievers you can trust and then maybe Merriweather comes back and Barucki and then your bullpen start to look good again uh Springer comes back and that just lengthens that lineup that much more one through seven and maybe even eight um it just feels like they got to get over this little bit of a hump they're kind of limping to the finish line in a way for when the reinforcements comes back. I don't know. Does that resonate with any of you? I, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's uncomfortable. It's like yeah, me at work. The hurry up and wait concept doesn't exactly get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. It's true. And you know, I, I just, we need to really evaluate the ALE says, first of all, it's the best division in baseball. It's not even close. It's not close. If the Blue Jays were in the Central right now, we'd be talking about them in a run for first place. Yeah, this definitely. isn't close. It's, it's, so we need to decide, are the Yankees what we're seeing? There are rumblings that apparently they're going to be sellers at the deadline. Okay, so let's just put them aside because we know how they like to, quote-unquote, retool. They'll just be yep. pretty good next year again. Right. I think Boston's legit. I'm just going to say I think they're legit. It pains me to say it, but I the size right now is unfortunately leaning in your direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're legit. I think Tampa Bay is legit. Are we going to eclipse those two teams? Barring a major trade transaction at the deadline. And I'm talking major. Yeah. This can't be some bullshit little, oh, we got a reliever. No, we need something solid. Are we convinced that the Blue Jays can be better than those two teams? I am not. But can they be better than Cleveland or Houston with one of those additions? And that's all you got to worry about at that point. I think they can be better than Cleveland. I don't know that they can be better than Houston. I think one way or the other we're in that conversation. And that right now that is because we are one of the top five offenses in all baseball. And that is because of Vlad Jr., the reigning AL MVP or um, player of the month, and Marcus Semien has been on fire. And there's been so much good things going on in the offense. But the problem is we are so one-sided. This is yes. not three-dimensional baseball. This is one side of the baseball going on here. We can't pitch our way out of a brown paper bag right now when it comes to anybody past Ryu or Ray. And, eh, I'll give you Mets and maybe Stripling. I'll put those two in the same category for right now. But when They're you tier below. Yeah, it's a noticeable jump. You know, it's not just like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... Without that bullpen help right now, I just don't know how they're going to ever get over the hurdle because right now at the middle of them, we need somebody to be able to bridge those gaps for those three starters that we really don't know what we're going to be getting. Like tonight we got Alec Manoa pitching, and we've literally seen Jekyll and Hyde at this point, right? We've seen ungodly amazing performance against the New York Yankees where he was completely amped up, and then another game where he obviously was going through some growing pains as far as getting into the majors, he was having trouble finding the strike zone that second start where he was pummeling at the first start. That, I think that's night and day for him, and that's what's going to end up being. But is he going to be our fifth starter going forward? That's still even a wild card. Totally. You know, so yeah. there's just so many of these little things that are ifs and buts, and it's all revolving around pitching. They need to get something. Come on, we even let Ryan Tapera be one of the best relievers go to the freaking Cubs in the last month. <laughs> you know, so you know, no, that's there's got to be and somebody like that that yeah. you know well enough that you can bring back this organization and just let them run through it a little bit. I don't know who that person is off the top of my head, but there's got to be somebody you can get readily handed that can eat up two innings at a time or something right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you talked about this team being a top five offensive team, right? So that automatically calls calls me back to 2015. 
this I was just two, say that. <laughs> this pitching staff is not as good as 2015's pitching staff. I obviously know we had David Price back then, but you can mirror David Price to Ryu at this point. But even at yep. that point, he was only a third of the season. That's what I'm saying. So, like, <laughs> so... that pitching staff, even without David Price, yeah. I think overall, you're talking bullpen included, was better than what we have there right were, now overall. There, were, there definitely were less question marks with that rotation. It may not have had the ceiling that this one does, but there were definitely less question marks. There's more stability, and I know everybody hates that word with, in relation to R.A. Dickey, but there was more stability with him. Mark Burley was good, and Marco Estrada came in and ran away, away with a job before David Price uh, was acquired. So, Do you want the terrible uh, comparison? Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> it just screams 2003 behind a Holiday and Burnett to me. Yeah, nothing. It's uh, okay. Well, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can throw six yeah. innings today and be extremely mediocre, and then we're gonna have Delgado just fucking knock balls off the Hard Rock Cafe. All right, we can yeah. we can live with that. But that that's where I'm in the ballpark with it. And that in that year, we were on the tipping point. There was a the Blue Jays were in the playoff race until August, mid August, and then Boston Red Sox um, had a trip. They, they were you know in Fenway, and then they, they it's like they got the like I said earlier, the air get came out of the tires. They weren't in the in it anymore. And then by the time the following week, when I happened to be there, the Red Sox freaking trucked right over them in the in the Rogers Center. It just yep. Yeah. And like by that point, you didn't have anything other than the offense going. Or Roy Halladay, or I'm going to make him the comparison to Ryu right now, and then AJ Burnett in Robbie Ray. Right. So, yeah. and that bullpen was rough. <laughs> so, yeah. and a lot, and I think a lot of that season was the same exact situation where they planned it as X, and all these injuries got to the point where Brian Tallett was taking major innings at the end of a ball game. You know, it's just. Uh, that's where we're at right now. You're getting all these guys that are mm-hmm. so far up the depth chart now because you're hoping to get those guys back. And I don't like the idea of hoping to the point you guys said we're waiting on Julian Merriweather. Julian Merriweather's yeah. thrown, what, five innings at Major League yeah, level? He's not I can't, can't rely, I can't on, rely on that. I love his yeah. stuff, and I love him as a Major League pitcher, and I think he's going to be one of the better all bullpen arms of the Blue Jays going forward here in the next three years. But is that now? No. <laughs> Even, and that's no, the catch. I can't trust that he'll stay healthy. So I think we're all in agreement uh, that the menu for the trade deadline, just because the conversation has gone this way, is – very much like 2015's deadline, probably just minus too low. So you're looking at your equivalent of Latroy Hawkins, who was okay with the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. You're looking what at your need. equivalent of Mark Lowe, who was dominant for the Mariners and was actually really good as a Blue Jay. And you're also looking for your David Price equivalent. Yeah. Or We don't even need the David Price equivalent. We really don't. I really think they could get away with fine. two or mediocre guys and get them in a trade yes. at the right price, and it will be a yes. mutual trade for both locations. I'm looking at you, Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, Listen, somebody. I'll take an ace. I, I don't I get me wrong. Too. I'll take it. And like my apprehension when it comes to this front office is they're really good at building a team. Are they good at strategy? Because I'm not placing any of these losses on Montoyo. I'm placing it on them because the analytics sheet say <laughs> put this person in at this specific scenario there's no more feel for the game all right so i'm i i'm not sure that they know how to properly win games and they're relying too much on what computers say in analytics instead of feeling out the game so do i trust point, that they're going to yesterday was it really Dolis's yes. inning to 
No. 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 <laughs> Why no. were you trucking him out there on that inning and watch him get lit up? That was not the right place to be using him, in my opinion, anyway. But well, then, don't, again, I'm just an asshole on a podcast. Who, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> I just don't. It they, seemed backwards. They need to put up or shut up when it comes to trading prospects. I'm done. I'm, I, I love our prospects, but I, get rid of all of them. And we win a World Series, I'm happy for 20 more years. Well, we just found out we're still great with catching because Riley Adams came up and hit a double in his debut. Right now, honestly, guys, I don't even give a fuck with the injuries. I'm starting Riley Adams every damn day. I don't even care. (laughs) Well, hey, why why don't you go ahead and give yourself segue points then because it's the next uh, topic of conversation. (laughs) Uh, Danny Jansen's on the injured list. He hurt himself on Sunday. And Riley Adams, to your point, has come up to the bigs. And he looked pretty good uh, in his first start last night. I had never really looked up a picture of Riley Adams. I had no idea how huge he was, like 6'4". He's a big target behind the plate. And his his swing, it just seems like effortless power. And that was a big thing of Riley Adams. And he almost hit a homer last night, just went off the wall. So, Craig, um, Riley Adams, is he here to stay? Uh, Do you think that he can at least run away with a job? And if he does... Who has to worry more? Is it Reese or is it Danny Jansen? I think I told you when they brought Reese McGuire up last time. I'm like, why the fuck are we wasting a 40-man roster spot on Reese McGuire when Riley Adams is already at least him? <laughs> and so right. I, I've i had the pleasure of watching Riley Adams just from minor league baseball and whatnot, being you know from our buddy Ari dearing me as the uh, minor league guru years back when we were all at Jay's Journal. But he has really, really went to town on his swing over the last – two years and they this is something he started working on before the no minor league season last year and he clearly had to have been doing something like that at the mini camp stuff last year with this new leg kick kind of thing going on i don't know who the hell taught him it because obviously it's not like josh donaldson's still around that's teaching people the leg kick or not <laughs> but that it just like you said effortless and it was greatly timed out and he has been raking in the minor league so far this season so at this point it's the same re- same thing last year that happened with alejandro kirk he was just completely you know torching the ball at, in the mini camp stuff they're like you know what fine just Go out there, see what happens. And we saw what King Kirk could do. <laughs> so Riley Adams is very much in that same mold that he's going to be an offensive first guy. But this is also a guy that was athletic enough. He played some second base and shortstop in the Blue Jays' Meyer League system when he was in Vancouver. So if he was good enough to be even taking reps even in those positions, it's very intriguing to me that he has the legs to even be back there and maybe contribute something to this offense that much more because he is athletic enough to even handle the position. Adam? Um, not to say that I don't have confidence in him. Uh, it's always fun to see a new face, uh, especially in the catching position that we have all talked about ad nauseum that is in <laughs> desperate need of upgrade. In um, flux. I need, yeah, I need to see it more. I need to see more from him than just a uh, a, a double, albeit almost a home run, uh, in a kind of small ballpark. Um, and right now I'm trucking out Reese's a week. That's just me. Um I, I, defensively, I liked what I have seen from Reese in the way he's been calling games. Offense has been lacking. Not even going to deny it. But I want a left-handed bat in this lineup. It needs to be balanced. Um, so as of now, unless like Ryu's like, no, he's my guy. Get out of here, Reese. Fine. And obviously, he, he Adams caught Ray quite well yesterday. We can say that. Yeah. Um, just a touch. <laughs> I, 
Yeah, he called a good game. Like, imagine having that much faith in a rookie to call your game when you're rolling so far. On that um, piece, though, at least Riley Adams has been taking reps with the big league guys because he has been on the 40-man roster since last season. Yeah. So yeah. it's not... It, he's not unfamiliar with these guys, and I'm not saying Reese is too. But to the point, it's the two sides of the coin, right? Defense with Reese, offense with Riley, and you're probably not going to get too much crisscrossing in lines there. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I think right now, at least in my opinion, and again, this might be a hot take, and I don't want you guys to get roasted for this on the Twitter sphere, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm at the point where I appreciate what we have in a guy like Marcus Simeon. I think he's been fantastic for us, obviously. Um, I'm kind of at the point where I wish they invested a little bit more in pitching and the catching position, and I could maybe do without Simeon if those two things were in the equation already. I'm not saying I'd rather have, you know, I hope I wish Simeon was out of here. That's not what I'm saying. But if they went a different route in the offseason, I don't know that I'm complaining. If you could have shuffled things around. Yes. <laughs> but... I want 18 get, million is a lot. It is a lot. But that is something they could have dusted maybe over a couple of those pieces like you were talking about. Yeah. I just wanted to give you this point. It's, I'm going to leave the batting average out for uh, Riley Adams because it. I don't think it really accurately shows his minor league system because he wasn't playing as much right off the bat. It's really sure. extensive in the last few mo- or last month here that he's really been crushing it. He's got six home runs, 14 runs scored and then nine RBIs and that and it's in a total of 25 games so far. That's triple A yeah. baseball, but like I, I just let that kind of translate. It's I, I think he has the stuff to translate. I so, hope so. Cause they but like it, I said, that production. Yeah. So, but to that point right now, I think you're right. If you're looking at the two of them, they're completely interchangeable. You're hoping for either offensive offside or defense. Well, so. I mean, Riley, I might have the defense, but, um, uh, to answer your question, Brendan, I never did. Uh, Jansen's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> King Kirk's going to come back eventually, there. too. <laughs> so. I mean, he made a boneheaded uh, run to third. He did not need to do that, and he gets hurt as a result. You're not a rookie anymore. Th- these are fundamentals, and you've been slumping offensively, and you make a boneheaded base running move like that, dude. I'm done. Yeah. I'm all set. Now, he definitely won't be the starter when he comes back because I don't know what the timing will look like with Kirk and and, and Jansen coming back. But it's gonna look early do, you guys think, I think. <laughs> do you guys think that he's in as much trouble as losing a roster spot entirely? Because in my mind, so. you just you DFA Reese because they've already done it once and he hasn't shown anything for anybody else to pick him up. Yeah. I kind so, of know, uh, Mark, that you would probably that do ch- that, but then you are either turning Kirk or Adams back, and depending on what either of them are doing, you know, it's going to come down to those three, I think, in that conversation. But who really runs away with it? But to Adams' point, or I'm hoping that they actually try to trade for somebody right now for a playoff push. Yeah. You know what? Maybe instead of uh, the Troy Tulowitzki edition, it needs to be Hatcher. That can actually hit uh, and be behind the plate because that is definitely a sore spot, and it has been for the last three years. I want a uh, good joke here they, from Mr. Kevin Biggio lover up here. <laughs> When's he going to do the flip-flop of his dad's career and just become the Blue Jays' full-time catcher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah his dad was could. a catcher in the Meyer League system for the Astros. I think I his first two he seasons. Could. He probably could. He probably could. <laughs> and you know what? Like how it, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, what's Caleb Joseph doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> At least you, know, you can get I, your two claps in the Ric Flair. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, 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 if it was up to me, I'm, I'm 
sending Jansen to the minors. And I know he's probably going to have a stint there because of rehab. But uh, get right down there and stay down there until you're right. And if you're not, we have no room for you. What? Well, well, yeah. I, I understand. At this point, it's just stubbornness. Yeah. Right. It, we need to. It's put up or shut up. And if Riley Adams is going to be the guy to put up, you know, sort of like Alejandro Kirk did, then ride the wave. And at that point, yep. when Kirk is ready to come back, then you DFA Reese. And I know that's that's really scary to have two legit rookies, rookies unknowns on your roster to be the catchers. But as long as they're producing, what other choice do you have? And especially if you can't make a trade for a catcher, what other choice yeah. do you have? To your point, how is that any different than our bullpen right now? You're relying I mean, on a lot of young arms in our bullpen to do big things. <laughs> yeah. That catching conversation would be the same thing. It's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you can make the argument that the catching situation is a little bit more dire, right? A little bit more. Uh, yeah. It, it, the game is more on the line than how the game is called by a catcher than than the bullpen. You can sort of escape and have luck on your side when it comes to a yeah. bullpen arm. When it comes to a catcher, you you have to know what you're doing and you have to know your opponents and the batters and you know what they're looking for. You ha- it's a game of chess. Correct. You know with the with the bullpen, you're like, here's my best stuff, bro. Take Good it luck. Leave it. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I hear you. Well, let's let's move on uh we started a series with the chicago white Sox last night and dropped an absolute gem from robbie ray where he struck out 13 batters he almost matched his career high 14 very close it was one solo shot near the end of his start and craig you asked the question earlier i believe he was a little shy of 100 pitches he may have been right at 100 or 101 um still i think he had plenty of uh left in the in the tank one more inning (laughs) exactly Oh, at least just try, just yeah. just force it a little bit more. And if the rails completely fall off, then it's what at like Charlie. That's that's defensible in a in a post game press conference. Like what he was cruising, and then he just totally fell apart. But then people would find fault elsewhere. But regardless, that's gonna happen uh, anyway. Don't worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no matter what a manager does, sometimes there will always be some blame somewhere. At least that would have been my New Year's resolution of this team actually getting a pair of balls and using their gut. <laughs> yeah. So let's assign some blame uh, to last night's game because, you know what, it was one nothing for the majority of the game, and the Blue Jays had a legit ace, a guy who threw a no-hitter in Carlos Rodon on the ropes uh, multiple innings at a time, especially at the beginning of the game, sometimes with two base runners on. It reminded me so much of when they failed to score any against Corey Kerr in the first three innings of the 2016 ALCS when the Blue Jays got two runners on base, each of the Kluber and couldn't score a run. Now the Blue Jays scored one yesterday, but that clearly wasn't enough when it was turned over to the bullpen. So Adam, are you blaming the bullpen for not being able to keep it tied at least for a little while longer than they did? Are you blaming the managerial decision to take Robbie Ray out? Uh, or is this more on the offense, not capitalizing against Rodon who, you know what? Credit where credit's due. He still got out of the jams. He got the outs when he needed it, but it was not, it was not the Carlos Rodon that had been pitching for the majority of the season so far. All the above. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people like to focus on the bullpen, and I get it. And we talked about this at the beginning of the show. I, I totally get it. But let's not take the offense out of the equation here when it comes to blame. Um, there have been times where there was a runner on third with, I think, either no men, uh, one out or no outs. And there were opportunities to score, and they just weren't scoring. I know off the top of my head, Bo Bichette had an opportunity, didn't cash in. Um, I want to say Teoscar had an opportunity, didn't cash in. Um, you need to cash in those runs. The, the, this is an old Blue Jays fable of having difficulty of scoring with, uh, sorry, hitting with runners in scoring position. Um, I, I, I don't want to regress back to that. 
Um, the bullpen, we, we again, we talked about it, five runs in the eighth inning. Uh, I don't know what Trent Thornton was doing out there, but okay. Um, <laughs> Robbie Ray, again, if, if he didn't give up that blast, then he might have gone a little bit longer. I don't know. But he was still cruising. When you have 13 strikeouts, man, you don't take a guy like that out. If he's cruising, I don't care what the pitch count is. I don't care what your computers say. If he's cruising, you go with it. This is the same argument we were having about Shoemaker last year yeah. in the playoffs. This well, is the and same not to mention, thing. like you said, that was the finally the blast that happened, and you brought Delise in just for two those two outs. Yes, those two yes. outs. <laughs> yes. You keep him rolling, dude. He's the guy that keeps he he's gonna give up a bomb. We talked about this, but again, so it's it's on the manager for pulling him out. It's on the bullpen for blowing up the game and just getting yourself in that jam. It's on the offense for not producing and driving in the runs when you have to. The White Sox are good, but I'm not convinced they're that much better than the Jays. I'm really not. I think there might be a little bit mirrored image to the mirror image to the Jays. I don't think that they can't defeat the White Sox, but when you're making boneheaded plays like this and you're literally relying on analytics, it takes out the equation that we're thinking Charlie Montoyo is fireable. He's not. You can't be fired for doing what the ownership <laughs> and what the front office is telling you to do. I'm right? a corporate it, it, puppet. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you like to call him a bridge manager, and I'm guilty of that because I, I've been saying that since day one. Yeah. But how can he be a bridge manager if he's doing exactly what they want him to do? This I, it ultimately comes down, and I know it's weird, but losses like this ultimately come down to the front office and how they dictate decision-making. That is my biggest gripe of this. Sure, the offense driving in those runs is a big part of this, but the decision-making process, I think, is a huge issue with the Jays, and they need to adjust, and front office just needs to let go a little bit. So, Craig? all right, pointing my finger. Middle of our it. lineup last night. 12 runners on base left. <laughs> so if you look at 3-4-5, literally stranded 12 base runners. Can't do that. that I don't no. care what level of baseball you're at. If it's softball, little league, whatever, you can't leave 12 runners on base. Or even to go that step further, bat 1 for 12 with runners in scoring position. <laughs> it's just, It's honestly amazing we got the one run. If you're looking at it that way, and it it was good timing, I guess, but the, this game got away from them on offense at all, and they probably shouldn't have even been in that situation for the bullpen to implode the way it did. If you look at this, the stats, you would hope that at least a quarter of those runs scores. That means this is basically a level ball game, you know, if they score four runs in the eighth, you know, five five ish somewhere in that ballpark, right? Okay, great. You're still cruising through the end of the game. They weren't going to score anything in the top of the ninth after getting demoralized or six no runs in two no. innings. I don't care how resilient or gritty this team is. That was just, yeah, ow. <laughs> That's about <laughs> the best way of saying it. I don't know what else to think of it, but like I said, the the, the runners being left on in scoring position and the fact that our best hitters were more or less riding the pine, I guess. Guerrero was the only one that had the hit out of those three guys and as you had mentioned tay oscar left somebody on in key situation he left six runners on base himself that's not how this offense has carried itself all season and i can't i can't say that was all because of uh carlos rodon the blue jays offense had an off night and it carried through the rest of the stuff i can only hope that tonight against another rookie 
correct me if I'm wrong, isn't this the... No, no it's the, Lance Lynn. That's Lance Lynn. Because, you know, he is a you know, perfect guy to run into after we have a bad offensive night, the way he's been pitching right, this year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And uh, credit where credit's due. I'm, the White Sox are, to what you mentioned, Adam, I think very on, on parallel with where the Blue Jays' current projection is. And they are a team that is on the rise fully in the AL Central and really have planted the flag, I think, there as far as things go. Their pitching come on. Guys, this is a team that hasn't been doing it, has been doing what they've been doing without their best pitcher, Lucas Giolito, doing what Lucas Giolito yep. has done the last two seasons. So, yes, he's coming on a little bit lately, but yeah, it, it, Rodon and company have been carrying this team pitching wise. And Tim Anderson and company have done enough on the offensive side of the ball and the reigning MVP and Jose Abreu. So, it's it's gonna be a fun series, unfortunately, but it's gonna it wouldn't shock me if we're doing a lot of this back and forth stuff as we play the White Sox this season period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buck and Pat were saying last night during the broad or sorry Dan and Buck during the broadcast were saying they wouldn't be surprised if over the next few years this becomes a real rivalry. I know you're not in the same division, but with the way that they're building together, how young they both are, and hopefully sustainable their growth is, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a playoff matchup or two in there over the course of the next few years. Um, I'm with you, Craig. I think it it was a ripple effect on the rest of the game when the offense didn't cash in some of those runners on base. Um, I tweeted as soon as they got a couple of runners on in the first innings, like, please score some early runs against Rodon because chances aren't going to come around. But they continued to, and I was getting more and more frustrated when they only could muster one run in around the fifth, sixth inning. No matter how good Ray was pitching at the time, there were people on Twitter last night saying, this just has a feeling of a game that they're going to end up losing. And sure enough, they did because of maybe everybody was in a bad mood because those runs didn't score. Makes sense. Um, and that led to uh, Ray needing to be virtually perfect. And yeah. aside for that one solo home run, he was. But the yeah. one solo home run was enough to not be perfect and keep them in a position to turn it over to Dolis and Romano and keep that going forward. Yeah. So the lack of run scored was definitely a ripple effect on yesterday's game. And you know what? It's definitely the offense's fault. But at the same time, bullpen, you got to come in and at least try to shut the door. Or don't let it be five runs. Like, if they went into the ninth 3-1, then at least you give yourself a fighting chance. You we were in the game, bullpen. at least, All right? <laughs> exactly. Then you're still in the game. But after giving up five runs and it's 6-1 against the White Sox, you're not coming back with one inning to go. Yeah. So... It was a tough one because that was definitely a winnable game uh, for the vast majority of it, and it was blown, and they're going to need to start beating some of these better teams like the Astros and the White Sox more consistently to stay in that wild card race and keep up with some of those other teams. So, tough one. To make a dumb joke, you guys ever seen that Simpsons episode where Lisa becomes a vegetarian all of a sudden and then yeah. Homer has the barbecue and then the yeah. pig's like, going away because she wheels it out of the barbecue and it's going through like bushes drainage ditches and all of a sudden it's like flying and Homer and Bart are chasing after it the whole time going it's yeah. still good it's still good don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> that is literally how I felt the whole game last night <laughs> and then the five run inning happened so don't worry it's still it's good it's still, good it's still good yeah. we're still winning it's okay it's, it's okay, okay. It's, okay. okay. <laughs> it's gone yeah and that's yeah. exactly mm. how I felt as soon as the fifth yeah. the five run inning happened uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah it's totally fair uh the rest of the series you know what i wouldn't say it shapes up poorly but it definitely doesn't look really good um lance lynn is seven and one not that records are what they used to be but still seven and one is a nice impressive mark to have in your resume with a one three era so to say he's been dominant 
Uh, yeah, he's been dominant. They win when uh, he pitches is what it really yes, boils down to. They do. The White Sox typically win when Lance Lynn pitches. That being said, they had success against Lance Lynn in the past, but not this version of Lance Lynn. Um, I don't know what so, cool he's going to do this year, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check, check, check the ball. Sticky substance, uh, the spider tack or whatever it is. Uh, and then tomorrow's Dallas Keuchel against Hunter and Ryu. That game definitely feels winnable to me. Um, Keuchel is not as good as he used to be, 4.25 ERA. And you got Ryu going, and you know he's going to want to bounce back after that rough start against Houston. So I don't know what we – I can't remember what we predicted um, and for this time. series because we already did the two games. But – I think we both had, I think we had three and three. Craig, you may have had four and two. Not that we're going into predictions for the next series yet, but just wanted to recap yeah, I think what we three. thought. I'm already wrong because I said we were going to get swept by the freaking Astros and then we were going to do the flip against the White Sox in this series. So I might still come out being <laughs> the right record, but I'm. It was close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> three and three. Uh, no matter how you get there, that's all right. Yeah. So, uh, but yes. Yeah. Brendan, you had three and three. Me and Adam both had uh, four and two. Okay. So we'll review that before we make our next picks, but we have one more topic uh, before we go into there um, and start to wrap up the show to get everybody over to Blue Jay Central. Uh, yes, we are pretending we are a legitimate Roger Sportsnet affiliate right now. Get you over to Blue Jay Central. Um, put on my right hat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Craig, the Blue Jays uh, have committed to playing the first two series after the All-Star break in Buffalo uh, against the Texas Rangers and the Boston Red Sox. That coming on the same day, or maybe it's the day after, that the Rogers Center had announced, or Rogers announced, that game day staff has been laid off uh, for Rogers Center folks. I believe they kept them around um, last year um, just as a sign of good faith uh, during the pandemic and people hurting for money. Uh, the reason given was because of the lack of concerts uh, so far. But the fact that they've already committed to Buffalo after the All Star break and have laid off game day staff. Um, to me, at least, signals no matter what the border situation is like, they're going to finish the year in Buffalo. And that is what Eagles14 on Twitter, I know she's listened to this show before, uh, tweeted yesterday that, yeah, <laughs> that she has heard rumblings that they've made their mind up already. They are going to play the rest of the year in Buffalo. And that's kind of where the tea leaves are going at this point. Regardless of the border situation, Craig, with those two things going hand in hand, do you think they're just going to ride the rest of the season out there because... The one thing I was thinking yesterday, unless there's some really relaxed uh, COVID protocols, kind of like what they're getting in Buffalo right now when they come back to Toronto, why would they come here when they're probably going to have stricter protocols and not be able to leave at all? At my, in my mind, as a team, you want to stay in Buffalo and have the freedom to go out to restaurants and do stuff as a team because they've meet, met that 85% vaccination threshold. So yeah, uh, which I'm it just happened. That, yeah, it just happened this past Monday. I'm guessing that you are all on board for them to finish the year in Buffalo. And it, look, it seems like it's going that way anyways. Yeah, from all the, like you said, there's just too many wild, you know, you know pieces of the puzzle here that just scream, I'm sorry, the Blue, Blue Jays are not going to be making it back to their home for this season. And the big thing is the team being comfortable right now in Buffalo. Right now, the quote-unquote infection rate in Western New York is somewhere in the 2 or 3% ballpark here, and they are close to 50% in that area of New York state vaccinated, mm -hmm. it kind of leans to the ballpark that, okay, well, it's just kind of easier to stay here and they're comfortable and they're finally, you know, quote unquote home for the way they've been talking about it over the last few weeks. I know I'll give you a mixed opinion on if how well they've been playing since they've been home. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it's just one of those things They're they're talking already after the, you know, Canada day, 4th of July, that they're going to have 85% ticket sales. 
okay, well, if that's yep. the case, then it's just they're going to finally be getting some revenue. And to that point, you might not even be getting 10 or 15 if you go back up to the Rogers Center, which I take you because of fun with math. Actually, yep. is more tickets in the Rogers Center still. <laughs> Are damn near close to the same thing. So, but it's there's just too much screaming to wonder and i'm sorry to say that you know that that shit might have sailed over the niagara falls idea thing at this point <laughs> so but blue jays fans will us here in western new york will take good good care of the buffalo or the toronto blue jays nice. yeah. <laughs> i didn't mean to <laughs> i blame all my yankee friends that are starting to call them the buffalo blue jays <laughs> hey, all right a couple things um you don't make these upgrades you don't put this much money yes. into a stadium to just do it for a month or two. I agree. Um, this this is for the remainder of the regular season for sure. Um, a lot of people want to point to the NHL and what they're doing with uh, you know cross bordering there. It's it's vastly different than what's Very. going on. Um, you're there for a, a couple of series. You're having different teams, multiple different personnel coming in and out. It's a lot different, um, and you know, hopefully Canada, um, to no fault of you know you guys, the citizens, primarily. Obviously, this is a, a governmental failure, but um, and again, no disrespect, but hopefully you guys are vaccinated quicker and quicker, and th- they're available for you. That's the number one thing. Um, but I digress. Um, I think that again, this is here to stay for the regular season. It would not surprise me. I'm not saying it's the Blue Jays. It would not <laughs> surprise me that this might open expansion talks. We can talk about that some other time, but when it comes to expanding the league, having a team in Buffalo, would not surprise me. They're Just already saying. talking about the newspapers here. I'm not would surprised. Not and a lot of it's because of the buzz that's created in the town. It's even totally. We feel it all the way over here in Rochester. It's completely different. So that's what I'm saying. The, the Buffalo Bisons game when they come here to Rochester to play the Rochester Red Wings is already sold out. There you none, go. None of the other games are. Just to put yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah and we like you know, our red wings but they're a minor league yeah. affiliate of the washington nationals now it's not the same thing you now have a throughway thing going on with the blue jays being right down the street and the, the next yeah. wave of tickets go on sale actually tomorrow to by listening to the show for the post yankee series through the fourth of july canada day so if you can sneak over the border <laughs> there hey, you go <laughs> Tickets go on sale. Yeah, I think at 10 a.m. Get shot number two. Um, yes, <laughs> but you know, I, I I do think that there will be issues. Assuming the Blue Jays do make the playoffs, if we're going to go there again, we said this before. At least I have. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm not comfortable with playoffs being held in Buffalo. I it's just my opinion. I I want it to be held in a bigger stadium. Yeah. Doesn't look like the Mets are not going to make the playoffs. Um, I don't know if I want the Blue Jays playing playoff games in Yankee Stadium if that option was available. Um, no, so, especially if it was against Keys and calling that a home game. Bullshit. That's what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> uh, Go to Milwaukee, freaking Chicago, anywhere other than Yankee yeah. Stadium. <laughs> Whoever I doesn't can make see the playoffs. protesting it. I really can. I can see yep. teams not being okay with playing a playoff game that matter or wild card game. Um, in a triple a stadium now this is all for nothing if the blue jays don't have home field advantage but if they end up going to a seven game series or five game series eventually they're going to play home 
So or even to that um, point, they have a, we were talking about earlier in the show. The wild card is really the aiming point and the bottom that this team needs to be performing to, right? If yeah. you're trying for that game, it's 2016 all over again. We want home field advantage for that game, so we can have an Ed Wing again, you know, <laughs> or whatever. It goes Do you on. want that against a team like Houston or a team like maybe Boston? I don't know that I do. I don't, but as far as it goes, yeah. I, I, if that's how I get in the playoffs, I don't care how I get to the dance. And if it's in Buffalo, that will feel like a home game for the Blue Jays, I will tell you. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> so. the, the team will be there. I'm just worried about the dimensions of the ballpark. That 16,000-seat 16, venue will sound like 50, I guarantee you. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. Bring the tables, man. Bring the tables and bring the wings. Blue Jays, tables, and la- Blue wings. Blue Jays, no ranch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blue Jays, no ranch. But, no, I, I, look, it's – I feel like it's inevitable. I forget who you said made the comment on Twitter, but um, it, it 100%, I think it's regular season. And look, we've talked about it, Canada Day on in Buffalo and 4th of July. I don't think they've ever really celebrated both of them, really. Um, no. So it, it's, the first time, <laughs> it's the first time. Yeah, it's the first time the Blue Jays will have a home game on Canada Day on American soil. So I think that's I think that's pretty cool. I mean, like, I know it's a bummer, but <laughs> they're also going to be playing on the 4th of July in America and it's a home game. So yes. like I just think that's cool. That's all. Yes. That's all. That's, no, totally. That's a first in it, sports, I would think, honestly. Yeah. I'd imagine so. I would uh definitely imagine so. But yeah, no, I I I I think it just makes the most amount of sense given that if they were to come back to Toronto, the protocols would be harsher. Uh, than they would be if they stayed in Buffalo. And as I said at the top of the show, um, border restrictions are changing. Uh, again, if you are a Canadian who has both of your doses, and in starting in July, if you do buy tickets to go see the Blue Jays play at Salem Field for Canada Day, maybe, um, you can come back and be fine and not have to quarantine. So it won't disrupt your work. It won't disrupt anything. You don't have to go into a hotel, do any of that. So there could be very much so an opportunity for us uh, Blue Jays fans in Ontario to drive down to the border with both of your vaccines and come back and proceed life like normal. So it just makes most amount of sense for that to happen. And we'll see. It does seem like everything is going that direction. And you know what? Hopefully they can catch fire and uh, pick up where they left off last year. Interesting start to their Buffalo season so far, but they're, uh, not they're one, one that catalyst was away. They're one yes. catalyst away. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, with that, guys, it's getting close to 745, getting close to first pitch. Let's wrap things up with our picks to click for the Yankees series. Uh, Oh, sorry, I skipped a series. Who's on the weekend? The Red Sox. The four-game Red Sox Sox series and three games against the Yankees. Um I don't know who wants to start. Craig, you want to start? Well, let me let's go over last week first. But you're jumping yeah, the yeah, gun sorry, on me, yeah. man. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you had Ross Stripling. I had Loris Gurriel Jr. Randall Grichik. Oh, sorry. Adam had Loris Gurriel Jr. and I had Randall Grichik. So honestly, I'm with you. Either of your guys' picks on that. Grichik was pretty lumped this week. And the only reason I'm leading in Lourdes' direction is he had a couple key home runs and actually is starting to really turn it on a little bit. But Ross Stripling had two decent starts. Hold on, hold on. And Lourdes had a nice gun out at home against the Astros. There was that. And he actually should have almost had that one the other day, I think, at second base, yeah. too. Yeah. I think I was a lot think- closer than the umpire gave him credit. Yeah, I don't think one five inning start of Stripling will uh, put it over the uh, put it over the edge. <laughs> over Boom. Lourdes. 
I think that's uh, I think that's to you, Adam. <laughs> you just made Bobby K and the Twitter feed very upset. He was all all, all over uh, Ross Stripling being awesome again. <laughs> <laughs> he was good. He was good. I'm he not taking it away from it. I'm just balling. You know? He has stabilized <laughs> that uh, fifth spot, and hopefully he can continue it because that would be nice to have some stability at the bottom of the rotation. I'm going to say this because yeah. I don't want to hear it tonight, but Adam, you can put that one on the board. Yes. <laughs> Say that now on the Blue Jays podcast so that we don't hear it on the White Sox uh, broadcast feed. <laughs> That's oh your logic, Craig. But yes, yeah. um, uh, Craig, you want or you know what? Start with the winner. So Adam, you get to pick your uh, cl- uh, your pick to click or your player first. All right, uh, going it. We're going to Boston, right? So, yep. oh god, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> um, and then we got the Yankees. Uh jeez. I need a safe bet. Uh, let me go with Simeon. I need a safe bet for that one because that's going to be two tough series. He Simeon. just wants to go back to back for once. <laughs> yeah, I I need to go on a hot streak. So. Yeah, go. And uh, how do you think the record is going to shake out? Yes, so uh, seven games. And when we record next week, whether it's Wednesday or Thursday, we'll just pick the series ahead. Yep. Okay, so you want me to go the fir- just the whole, both series? Yep. Okay. Um. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to say one out of the four, they'll win oh. against Boston, but then they're going to flip it back against New York. This is New York's first time in Buffalo, I think. The Yankees' first time in Buffalo Sweet. this year. Uh, <laughs> I'll go two out of three there. So at the end of the day, they'll go, what is that, three, three, three or seven? Yeah, three, three and four. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go with a Yankee basher in Lourdes Gurriel Jr., because I don't care he's trending up. He could do mediocre through the uh, Red Sox series, but if he destroys the Yankees like he typically does, I'm going to walk out with a win. And I think, to Adam's point, I think we're, you know, we probably were going to have a rough weekend here against the Red Sox. I'm going to hope for a split, but with Ryu pitching the last game of the White Sox series here, and it's not lining up a way I would like. I'm hoping that we at least walk out with one win, but I think we are going to take a give a lump to the Yankees. They're hurt. They're worse off than us, I think, a little bit right now. And they're going to be playing in Buffalo, and I'm going to get to hear Clint Frazier and his gingerness freaking freak out and not like it <laughs> all over again on Buffalo media. So I'm going to call a sweep against the Yankees. So I love it. It, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is Cole pitching against us? Is he lined up against us? Uh, too because far he, hell at this point. He right now is on his best behavior. So yes. there's a good <laughs> chance we could be lighting up Garrett Cole because the sticky stuff ain't there. That would be so, nice. That would Especially be actually a good turn for any, any pitcher right now, for that matter. I think That's he pitches tonight. So I it, think he's in the same ballpark as Ryu that he would land in that series. The Blue Jays, that yes. is. Yeah. The fifth, it, it's, no, the 14th, so Monday. Are they playing Monday? If, they play if they're Monday, playing no, Monday, they start the series, I think, Tuesday, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They do, but if they play Monday, he's scheduled to pitch on Monday because he's pitching tonight. Right. So it's yes. one, two, three, four, five. Yes, let's find out. I'll, I'll, I'll look. Look it up. Chat. Either yeah, way, it doesn't change my my thinking because of like no, you no said, doubt. No, yeah, sp- yeah. no spider tack. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I need a win. I haven't had a win for a while, so I'm going to go Vlad um, and hope that he picks it up on the road. They show his splits last night. He just is crushing baseballs at home. Yes. Yeah, so there we go. There's the. Uh, he's not. Yeah. Cole. 
it's gonna pitch Monday. First game, so we're gonna light his ass up. They will miss Garrett Cole in that series, but yes, uh, yes, I'm gonna go Vlad, pick it up on the road over the next couple games, and lead us to a split against the Red Sox. Uh, That's just my rule of thumb for four gamers: just get a split, and I'm happy with that. Uh, And then yeah, two out of three against the Yankees because the Blue Jays have won all three series they played two out of three times. So continue those good times against the New York Yankees. So Vlad. And a four and three record over those seven games. There it is. Uh, I'm sorry, I misspoke. He's he's scheduled to pitch the second game of the series, not first. So he's pitching tonight. Tomorrow they got the Twins, so that's one. They're not playing Friday. Saturday's uh, two. They're not playing Friday. That's nope. odd. Thir- yep, thirteenth. They have a game, so that's three. Four is the first game of the Blue Jays. Fifth day is the second. So there you go. So they will face Garrett Cole, and if he's not using those substances, which he. I don't think he's gonna. He basically gave a very uh, no comment answer to me uh, about that whole thing. (laughs) That was awful. Listen to that. When was the last time a team didn't play a game on a Friday? That is so weird. It is very, very odd. I'm looking that up right now just to see it. Yeah, wow. (laughs) They they don't. It's a two game series against the Phillies. Okay. All right. There it is. (laughs) So, yeah, he will pitch in Buffalo then. Uh, But, yes. Uh, gentlemen, is there anything else to add before we send our viewers over to uh, Sportsnet? <laughs> Apparently my no. friend Nick is uh, watching and he says I swing too much like Vladdy in softball. I need to get my bat under control. <laughs> That's a good thing, right? Wouldn't you want that? I'm not hitting home runs. That would be the catch. Okay, so I'm more hitting like uh, rookie Vladdy. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't really have anything else to add except next week it is my, uh, my turn to host and I – would just to preview it, I do want to talk about these substance issues on the sure. baseball because it's becoming a big issue. And if Garrett Cole is pitching next Wednesday, it might be an opportune time. So well, look at that. Line up. Segway points. And uh, Adam, with it being your week, the Blue Jays are playing at night on Wednesday and Thursday. So for our listeners, we can decide this later. But are you going to go on Wednesday? You're going to go on Thursday. Well, uh, it is my daughter's birthday next Wednesday, so I was hoping that we can go Thursday if that's yep. possible. Thursday right. Thursday sounds good. So we're back on Thursdays next week. Uh, it seems whenever I host, it's Wednesday, and it'll be the next time I host, <laughs> it'll be Wednesday. So I'm the Wednesday guy, and you guys are Thursday guys. But regardless, that's the two nights that you can find us here at Jaybird Watching. We are presented by Stadium Steam. Check them out for all your podcasting pleasures. Uh, follow us. Engage with us. Craig, you're always monitoring the chat for when people decide to chime in and have some fun with us. And yeah, let's uh, hope the Blue Jays can at least win one of these two games against the White Sox to not have it be a total disaster going into Boston. If they somehow manage to win both games, I'd be on cloud nine going into Fenway Park. But all I'm hoping is for one. And let's hope that two claps and a Ric Flair gets them there. So let's do that. Let's go. Woo! Let's go, Blue Jays. Manoa Mania. Yes. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.